and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking along with El Jefe and not the walker. Um, but we're not alone, which I'll get to in just a minute. Welcome to episode 282 of the Match Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, Wrestling with Wrestling, and most MP3 platforms. It is August 6th, and Promo Slam is coming at you like a leather glove clad finger to Alexa Bliss's mouth in a dimly red lit room. Oh, and right. I, I am not going to attempt to say that when I'm drunk. Um, but, I'm, but I'm pretty impressed I said that in one take. <laughs> um, right. What can I say? WWE have actually done something kind of controversial because contrary to belief, people, there are those out there that take kayfabe too seriously and have actually started a petition to bring justice to Bray Wyatt for assaulting this young woman on live television. Hashtag facts. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> we'll get into WWE in just a sec. First of all, uh, apologies for us having to cancel post to post on Tuesday. Some of you know why, uh, and has been a tough week. But when nothing, if not family, one thing we do know how to do is support each other. Uh, now I'm not going to bring the mood down on you guys. I'm sure seven thousand people don't want to feel sad on what has actually been a pretty eventful week in the wrestling world. I already mentioned um, Bray and Alexa, and first of all. Allow me to welcome back to the show our current reigning promo champion with a front row seat to the King of the Mike final. She is the High Priestess of Hell with only one loss ever, the Demoness. Hello, mortals. That never Bye. gets old. I know, right? I love doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite thing to say. Seriously. Just two, two Thank words. Thank you for having me. Two words is all it takes for a catchphrase. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure, of course, that foot injury isn't going to stop you defending that title in two weeks. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I, uh, it's healing rather. It's healing, so um, and obviously we all know um, that I'm very clumsy, whereas the demoness is good with knives. Clearly, I'm not. So yeah, <laughs> big difference between the pair of us. <laughs> um, no, it's healing fine. Um, it was just one of them things that happens, really, isn't it? In the kitchen, and you're not paying attention, and, you know. Yeah. But I'll be fine. I, I, I only accidentally well. nearly burnt it down once. What? Going to pull the Seth Rollins, eh? Burn it down. I, yeah. At least, you didn't, at least you didn't pour a cake all over the floor, though. Oh, oh no, I made a bigger mess. <laughs> uh, it just so happened, you know, if, if you actually leave... Uh, a, gr a gas grill on it catches fire no yeah, apparently yeah uh, so uh, we use electric now <laughs> ah, <safer. laughs> uh, um, yeah so Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss is literally the only part I've seen of Smackdown because obviously I made it clear plenty of times I don't watch Smackdown because it's horrible um, but this was the first thing I heard of on Saturday morning and uh, search for the video and pretty impressive that WWE actually did it. You don't really get to see some intergender stuff in WWE. And Alexa sold it beautifully, like an absolute horror victim. That she did. I actually thought I was watching a horror movie for a second. I definitely no. felt that way. It 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 given it it. Like, when The Fiend comes out, you already kind of feel like you're watching a horror movie. But then this whole thing, like, played out just like one. 
Yeah, she she was cowering like Jamie Lee Curtis in a closet. <laughs> I love the fiend in general. Everything he does is awesome. Yeah. So when he that, I sit there going, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you're cool. I may actually have yeah. to see SmackDown this week just to see how Braun Strowman reacts to his imaginary. Well, I mean, Alexa Bliss is a real person. He just imagined her in the swamp fight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we'll cross that bridge it's tomorrow. Secret crush. Well, not much of a secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so going on to Raw, we knew before the show that not only was Shane O'Mac returning, but a new faction would also be debuting. Um, but we kicked off with an actual match for once. It was the US Championship between Apollo Crews and MVP. Um, Apollo, of course, is the real champion. MVP's been walking around for a few weeks with his self-bought championship. Um, Apollo gets the clean win and takes both belts. And he's going to hang the old one on his kid's bedroom wall. Yep. Yeah, so I saw. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think the old one should be going to the Guerrero family, because that's who I think of when I see that championship, but okay. That sounds like a hell of an idea there, too, but I'm just like, okay, well, he's going to be a Miz. Now she's uh, sleeping with the enemy. Oh, that's right, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're the enemy. Speaking of Guerrero... You went to that A.E.D.E.B. Where, where did Shaw Guerrero turn up this week? I saw her name, and I didn't really see where, um, where, where else. She was on the She was on AEW's women's tournament. Oh, she was on that. She was the, she was the ring announcer. Nice. The Guerrero's getting in I the... I absolutely popped... Cr- crazy for that the girl so getting in with the elite hey somebody's gotta fucking use them <laughs> <laughs> nice okay, I always remember saying, of course uh, I mean she was a, a rookie in NXT as Raquel Diaz but mm-hmm. that didn't really go according to plan so now the next question is: is does her husband show up there too is he a free agent you dude, isn't he? Was he not released with the rest of them? I don't remember Aiden. I think Aiden English was released. Oh, wait. well, he hasn't been around in forever. No, I did see he had a, an indie book in somewhere. Oh, well, then, as hey. what's his name, the Drama King. <clears throat> that, that, hey, my that's husband his new ring name. <laughs> is you know it? That is his actual <laughs> new ring name, Drama King. I'd say mom-in-law and the wife need to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, it's not like they haven't turned around and signed a bunch of other WWE dudes. Yeah, which, which they're getting a lot of heat for, so I'm kind of glad that it didn't literally snap up everybody. I mean, if anything, it yeah, that's true. took on a bigger bunch. Yeah, but I think they all fit there like that. Like, that worked better. And I'm still kind of getting this... I'm still kind of... Uh, working my way into liking uh, Matt Cardona on AEW because I saw that match and I was like feels just like WWE all over again <laughs> and it was a Cody match for fuck's sake yeah and didn't isn't he supposed to be defending the TNT title every week that's what I thought yeah. but he can have a week off it's okay they, he's a workhorse they were booked in a squash thanks to BTE and that was not a squash <laughs> Um, but still on Raw, uh, MVP is getting his rematch for the US title at SummerSlam 
Um, but that wasn't the last we saw of the Hurt business, which, you know, we're not going to jump around, but we'll get to. Uh, following this, yeah. Sasha and Karen. MVP. That's what I'm calling Bailey now. She's a Karen. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that Karen haircut. The yeah. Karen thing. And her attitude as well. She is a Karen. Absolutely. That, that's becoming a really be offensive term, apparently. <laughs> I have to be careful. My mum's called Karen, or the demonish's Uh-oh. mum's called Karen, so I'm not allowed to use that joke, but I keep doing it anyway, every time I see her. Is, is it, is it spelled <laughs> with a K as well? Yes. Oh, no. Damn. I know. <laughs> well, so, so, so long as she doesn't weeks. behave like a Karen. No, right. she doesn't. <laughs> no, she, she's a... Uh, crazy like me so yeah so good <laughs> um so we got a recap of last week um when sasha of course became an new raw, raw, raw women's champion uh Asuka interrupts the actual video package somehow she's got connections in a production truck uh says revenge will be sweet and then rather randomly Shayna interrupts the interview and just decks Sasha, like that—that that was a nice punch. Well, she punched her right in the mouth. <laughs> I like seeing Sasha get beaten up. It's fun. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it sounded good too. Not even a leg slap. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, please let me do it. <laughs> no, can't do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't mind jumping around on this one. So we got a match between the two. Uh, later on, and I gotta say, there was some great chemistry between Shayna and Sasha. I could actually see an excellent few matches between them if they happen to have a feud in the future. Um, but Asuka, you liked it? I, I liked the. I think I think the match had a good flow. I, I, they really I felt well like together. they were struggling. Well, there was also apparently okay. a spot where Sasha's arm was about to hyperextend, and Shayna did something to kind of twist it around to stop it breaking or something. Smart like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, normally she likes breaking people's arms. <laughs> um, but the match was stopped when Asuka attacked Bailey on the outside, and for some reason that means ref stoppage. Yeah, right? What's yeah, in the... I noticed that as well. I was like, why are they stopping it? Carry I on. Yelled, I yelled at Nick Patrick. Yeah. Since, since when did two people not involved in the match fighting stop a match? And if that's the case, why didn't they stop the match last week? Exactly. WWE continuity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shawn Michaels said it's events 21 years ago. You got to read that WWE rule book. He says, you mean the one that I rewrite every day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, earlier on, back to the show, the KO show had Ruby Riot, which and it kind of turned into a Jerry Springer moment as Kevin Owens was like, we found Liv Morgan. Um, it was, it was full yeah, on was Ke- Kevin Springer um, Liv Morgan returns kind of reunites with Ruby they, they did a little cry and make up session um, before they were interrupted by the Iconics Kevin takes a nice couple of slaps from Billy <laughs> Kay there, there were some good shots this week of punch to Shayna two slaps to Kevin and Kevin just pretty much encourages Ruby and Liv to, you know, beat him up. I like it. He just turns around the knee and goes, yeah, ladies, help a little help, help, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, it turns yeah. into a tag match. 
Um, and it, it appears Hello. as Olive and Ruby are back on the same page. It looked really good. I did like that match. That was quite interesting. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of odd to see them both as a as faces because Liv came back as kind of a tweener. And Ruby, since she's come up to the main roster, has always kind of been a heel. Um, yeah. And I mean, with uh, Sarah Logan, they were the whole, all three of them represented different parts of the group. Now it's just the two of them, and they're just very mismatched, but they work together. Good combination. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we're gonna probably get another couple of matches with the iconic, which I'm fine with. Um, you know, so long as it doesn't lead to the burial of either team because they're kind of juggling wins back and forth for the past couple of months. Was that WWE booking? Yeah, just no consistency. No. But I would rather them swap wins rather than just one team keeps losing week after week after week after week. Yeah. Um, now, Drew McIntyre... <laughs> I think possibly one of the, well, not one, it was definitely one of the best promos of his, of his entire career on Randy Orton. Um, basically about Orton's easy start in WWE, how he had everything handed to him. Uh, Orton, of course, interrupts, accompanied by, once again, Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> who had a week off. Um... And Drew also basically said that Randy Orton has never elevated anyone, which now I think about it is kind of true. Duh. I've, I don't. He had a chance to do it with Bray, and it went. Yeah, <laughs> Kofi buried him. I don't ever remember Randy giving anybody the rub. Um, but Orton admitted to it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, of course not. He's like, he's all with the big old zero. I'm like, yeah, you're an asshole. How many people have you put over? Zero. <laughs> zero. Um, and then Drew again drops a perfect British insult, calls uh, Randy a selfish prick. Oh, you little bit of selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we appreciate them more because it's on American TV and we just keep hearing these classic British insults. Yeah, especially off, when you get a word prick. <laughs> I remember marking out when I was nine years old and mankind said wanker. <laughs> First off, I think I would pop for that too. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> he, I mean, there was no reason for it. He just came out, cut a promo in Manchester, and said, "I was told in the back that I shouldn't say the word wanker." <laughs> well, you just did. Boy, <laughs> all loud as hell. Um, so I think this is when we get to Raw Underground, or a little preview of it, anyway. Oh Lord! Oh no! Before we get to that, Nia Jax has to has to apologize. Oh Lord! To, that was funny. To Pat. <laughs> oh um, my God! Instead, she insults him. Um, yep. Pat is a producer. We don't know what level his job is at, but apparently he has the power to suspend people. So he suspends Nia Jax indefinitely, which I'm completely fine with, uh, without pay, and that gets him a headbutt. I just like how she called him, was it a small, oh, because you're ginger or something like that. And I was just like, oh, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, she threw everything at him. He's small, he's ginger, 
Um, for some reason, it's impossible to get clothes off of him. They just kind of stick to him. She couldn't get the shirt over his head last week. She couldn't get the say, jacket off this side, week. Like, every, everything looked like it was like painted like, on. Uh, like if you had like a vacuum, he was vacuum sealed. Yeah. That's how tight his clothes were. <laughs> <laughs> he had kindergarten clothes on. Right. It's, <laughs> it's almost like they're turning Nia Jax's real issues with injuring people and being dangerous into a storyline. They're they're trying to make her a shooter. Yeah. That's what I that's what they're trying to do. And I'm just like first off, who approved her hair? Because I don't know a damn shooter in the world with fucking hair like that. And then nope. you're out here beating up a dude in a suit. Because you got mad that you got suspended? Like, okay, if you're going to do that, then go after the commentary team that way. And then you go to the back and destroy a bunch. Don't just beat up this poor fucker and leave. Yeah, it, like, it, it's kind of funny as well that they, they needed her to beat up an official, a producer, and obviously she's not going to beat up Triple H. So they have to get and somebody else that we've never heard of. Where the fuck's Road Dog at? He can take a few bumps. Oh, he's on NXT screwing up camera angles. Fucking A right. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun. Um, so the 24 7 was on the uh, 24 7 title was on the line in a triple threat. In an actual match? An actual match, yeah, but the ninjas got involved, uh, which <laughs> allowed Tazawa to take advantage and pin truth. So Tazawa is now a two time 24 7 champion. Um, it was just part two of a bad night for the hurt business. Well, the first half of the night, anyway. So they lose the joke title and the fake title all in one night. Uh, MVP walks in the back with uh, Charlie Caruso's, oh, this is all a rumor that boxes have are thrown around and it's it's not by accident. And I'm like, but that's just a rumor. And I'm like, who? first off, aren't you on ESPN and you're out here looking like a fucking moron? Like, I bet you they are ready to fire the shit out of you or because they're, they're not going to tell Vince nothing. So. You're out of there, bub. But then MVP comes in. He's like, you're in here talking about boxes? And I lost my fucking U.S. title. And I'm like, right, she's talking about boxes. What the that, fucking... That was the greatest thing ever. Breaking news, a box has fallen over. I was like, uh... <laughs> and things fell out of it. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't on WWE.com. Actually, I'm right. surprised it wasn't on TMZ. A box fell over backstage. Wow. I don't know. Whatever we, whatever shall we do? A box fell over. Absolute rebels. <laughs> um, so that was just a teaser for the new faction that would de. Well, I say debut. We didn't really see them uh, a little bit later on, but Shane then finally appeared and announced uh, that the third hour of Raw would contain something called Raw Underground, which is basically Fight Club. And I've just broke the first rule because I spoke about it. Spoke about fucking like up. Hey. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an interesting concept. It's something that we haven't really seen before in WWE. Um, but of course, it's also been accused of ripping off EC3's promo from the other week, where he was just beating people up in a ring backstage somewhere. Um, yeah, it's, there's that. It's, it, it looks like Josh Barnett and Matt Riddle's blood sport. Yeah, and we also had strippers. It it can't go very much. <laughs> it kind of reminded oh. me of something that two thousand six ECW would have done. 
Oh, yeah. Hands down. Definitely. I mean, they actually had an expose segment, so every week, Kelly Kelly. Oh, don't I remember. And every week, she would be covered up by Mike Knox. And every week, people would ask, who the hell is Mike Knox? Yes. I'm still to the <laughs> even, asking, who the fuck is Mike Knox? Even Shawn Michaels would ask who Mike Knox was. After eliminating him from a match. Good times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was just a little bit of preview. But then we, we just kept getting segments from Raw Underground a little bit later on. Um, before we got that far, Dominic Mysterio is... That's actually his ring name now. He is officially called Dominic Mysterio. Uh, but that's not a last name. I know. But I guess people can't... A lot, Not a lot of people can spell Gutierrez. I definitely really? can't. Hands up. I definitely can't. <laughs> I'll admit, I have to Google it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still, I wouldn't spell it where we know what I'm like with spelling. But anyway. <laughs> so it was either Dominic Gutierrez or just Dominic. So they went with Dominic Mysterio. I mean, they could have gone okay. Ray Mysterio Jr. Jr. That could have worked. But anyway, he's officially challenged Seth Rollins to a match at SummerSlam. So, like like Mike has been saying, Dominic has finally come full circle from the custody on a ladder match, custody ladder match at SummerSlam 2005. Yeah, little itty bitty Dominic. I have a question though. Why was Samoa Joe trying to get in the ring? I know it's a distraction, but oh, I like, loved this. Yeah. I did as well. I was like. Is he going to get in the ring? Or is he just going to stand there? And then he got up and I was like, oh, yeah, you start getting excited. And then the sticks and everything else happens. So I was like, oh, that's it. It's, okay. it's a weird one because, of course, Joe is famously a brutal wrestler. Yeah. Um, obviously, we don't, we haven't forgotten that he, he used to wrestle. But obviously, he's a commentator now and it was kind of like, is he clear to wrestle? Is he... Right. Can he actually get in the ring? That's what I was thinking, though, too. But, no, to, to answer your question, uh, so, like, Seth goes up to, to Tom, and he's trying to – I forget what the fuck he says, but he's, like, screaming and yelling at him. And so Seth tells Murphy, like, go get him. <laughs> and Joe stands up. He's like, you ain't going to go get nobody, bud. And then they're having, like, this spat, and he's just like, okay, well. He's like, if you thought he was laughing hard, he said, I was laughing harder than anybody in this whole place. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he fucking was. Yeah, he fucking was. Do it. Throw some, throw some hands. And it just didn't happen. It, it was strange because Seth goes after Tom Phillips, and it's like old. he forgets that J- Samoa Joe is sat there. Like, dude, you forget Samoa Joe is a fucking savage. The, guy is, the only reason he ain't wrestling is because he can't not hurt himself. Yeah. I wish he was still in the ring, though. I really do. I've always been a fan of Joe's, always. Even in Impact, out of Impact, wherever, he's always been awesome in my yeah, head. So, yeah. <laughs> such a shame he never got a a big title run on the main roster. No, that sucks. Hell, he should have done. Even in, even in Impact, he was only world champion once. And that always Bullshit. bothered me. Yeah, yeah. me Because when he was, uh, I actually thought he had a, did he had, like, ever actually get number one contender before, he, after that? Again, after the first, not, I don't remember. After the first run, he had quite a few title matches. He just never won it again. That sounds about right. Yeah, kind of like how he was treated in WWE, really. Yeah. <laughs> Only difference is he didn't have to put over Brock Lesnar with one F5 after beating the shit out of him for the whole match. Oh, my God. Mm. 
still pisses me off. Yeah. The funniest uh, thing is, is anytime I would do universe and I would just let it do its thing, Samoa Joe would always somehow end up a champion, like <laughs> world champion. It's like so. It's like okay, if, if the fucking video game wants it, how hard is this? Yeah, because statistically, he should have been champion many times. He's an animal. Yep. Fucking a right. It's a savage. It's just you gotta protect Brock Lesnar because he makes all the money. Well, he costs all the money. Um, there so, you go. I was gonna say he didn't make all of it. Yeah. Um, they buy all those tickets for well, sell all those tickets for Brock Lesnar's name on the marquee, and then give all the money to Brock. And then they gave the rest of the tickets away. Yeah. <laughs> Compass. Uh, so Seth and Murphy, uh, pretty much challenging Joe to get in the ring, and from out of nowhere comes Dominic with the candle. He's brutal with that candlestick. He's dangerous. Right. Like, Somebody tell this kid to kick, like fucking hold back a little, man. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing Seth told him to just go for it. I would hope so, because <laughs> if you're gonna come at me with a surprise shot like that, like we're gonna have a conversation afterwards. Conversation? You'd be buried after, wouldn't you? Not a conversation. <laughs> see, see, nice. That's my nice way of saying I'm gonna punch you right in the mouth. Yeah. Um, like shoot yeah. in the mouth. Uh, it must be a thing with candlesticks because, of course, remember Becky Lynch with Ronda Rousey and everything, and apparently Ronda told her to just hit me as hard as you can. I can believe that one. Yeah. yeah. But surely those candlesticks hurt. I mean, we've seen the welts they leave on the skin. They're not They're not nice, I'll tell you that much. I mean, Tommy Dreamer wants another one and another one and another one. I mean, I I've never been hit like like baseball style with them but like back in my mma days like one of the trainers used to like use it to like oh you're doing it wrong so you'd get a couple whacks in the leg and i'm like son of a bitch like he's barely hitting me <laughs> also the thing with candle sex is they're pretty much just like strips of bamboo taped together mm-hmm. hey. i just watched them snap i bet Tammy dream has got a whole closet full of them you know that right yeah, Tommy Dreamer's got a splinter collection. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he owns stock in, in those kendo sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Sandman drunk all his stock away. Yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> um, uh, Dominic also hit a pretty sweet 619, which we've seen before. I mean, he did the uh, the dual 619 with Ray. Um, it looks good when you're a fucking, like, almost 6'2 dude. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not a small kid, but he moves pretty good. Nah, he he looks like a giant compared to his dad. And then I'm like, he's got to be at least like six foot. Somebody told me he's like six two. I'm like, oh, well, all right then. Yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty level with Seth and Murphy. Um, and they're making him look good. He he really <gasps> ran them out of town. Apologies. <laughs> You're all good. Um, so after the women's match between Shayna and Sasha, uh, we went backstage and there was some bimbo from The Bachelor with Andrade and Gaza. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was all we that's saw of her. That's exactly what I said. Tiss it. Who the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> oh, she's my wife, The Bachelor. Like, she was on? Oh, that's yeah. what my wife said. She's on The Bachelor. I'm like, that, we, that's we, still a show? We all watch that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll mark it up here in my brain. Because The Bachelor and wrestling go really well together. <laughs> they do. 
I uh, I always watch The Bachelor immediately after my fix of Raw Impact and AEW. Yeah, because that's what I want to be watching at midnight <laughs> when I should be asleep. <laughs> when there's so many other things to watch at midnight. Yeah. Right? Usually it's Family Guy or American Dad. Hey, yep. all right. That's never wrong. <laughs> or I normally find South Park and watch that for hours just for the fun of it. Yeah, so two channels in the UK. There's Fox, the UK version, and ITV2, and you can almost guarantee every single night at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, there's Family Guy or American Dad, without fail, yeah. on one of them, no, or both. Yeah, or both. <laughs> <laughs> i watched that. All the time, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the Viking Raiders and Dolph Ziggler popped up in Raw Underground. Rowan is in there, like, doing wrestling moves. Like, not real wrestling. Like, the same shit he would do in the ring. And yeah. then, then, but I did like Dolph. He's actually in there, like, showing off his, like, wrestling. And I was like, okay, well, this is fine. Like, you can do this because, like, you suck at everything else, so. Yeah, Dolph is just trying everything now. Like the show was, they were just throwing. They they had like a wall, and they were just throwing darts with ideas. And if it hit anywhere near the bullseye, they were like, "All right, do it." Yeah, um, which brings us to the next match, which was, which was just weird. Uh, the Street Profits and the Vega Boys had two separate singles matches. Darts to the wall. Yeah. Um, first of all, Street Profits. Do not care about the plexiglass. Just walk straight into the crowd. Uh, so what's the point Corona. in the plexiglass? Uh, I don't really remember Montez Ford um, ever drinking that much. He just usually just brings the cup to the ring. So it was kind of obvious what was going on. <clears throat> um, that he couldn't stop drinking from the cup. His eyes get a little bit glazed over. He's looking a bit shaky. So obviously the drink's been spiked. <laughs> Uh, so he collapses during um, Dawkins and Gaza's match. Gaza gets the win. And then, even though he's just collapsed, they're going to put him in a match next. Okay. Right. I, I had to ask Mike what was going on with that because I didn't actually know. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, why is he passing out? And then, obviously, then that's when Mike went, go back, watch it again. And I was like, oh, snap, he's been spied. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Carry on. It was so weird because he was on the floor looking up at the lights and the commentator's like, okay, we're going to a break and he's going to be in a match next. Wait, what? Yeah. Shouldn't he be getting an ambulance? <laughs> yeah. Nah. Get him to the <clears throat> nah, fuck it. Give him a match. Let's go. Nah, wrestle it off. Yeah. That's what he used to do. Yeah. Get your ass out there and do it anyway. You know you were drunk <clears throat> last night. Okay. <laughs> that, that's what Sal Bandini would have done. Absolutely, that's what Sal Bandini would have did. <laughs> Your drink's been spiked. He would have been in there, there hungover. I don't give a shit. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so, yes, we come back from the break, and Montez Ford is apparently okay now because he's wrestling normally. Um, and then all of a sudden he collapses again. Bad edibles. I joke around, but like. I had I had seen Raw and I ignored this whole thing. I'm just like, oh, okay, you spiked his drink, whatever. I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, whatever, he got really stoned. And then because I said that and, you know, because Facebook and all social media is already tapped into our brain, mm. I immediately see a meme of when you say the edibles ain't shit and then there's his face <laughs> all like laying on the mat and I'm just like, hey, I've been there. Well, he does want the smoke. 
Hey. <laughs> um, it was almost like they just remembered as well that he was married to Bianca because she turned up backstage and almost had a scrap with Zelina. I'm all for that. I like. Let's see the match because I think a lot of people tend to forget that Selena Vega can wrestle. Right. Um, so she's this not terrible. I mean, she's pretty good. <clears throat> well, she's a former Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Sure, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded just like Josh Matthews <laughs> during the opening match of Impact this week. We'll get to that in just a minute um, because we're almost at the end of Raw now. <laughs> Um, this is where we get to the mask group, which we didn't know the name of at the time, but apparently they're called Retribution. Um, and they, again, you know, they're, they're knocking boxes over like absolute rebels, and now they're throwing Molotov cocktails at a generator outside the building. What the hell? Who the hell gets Molotov? What are they, Irish or something? <laughs> I don't know. That was terrible. It's ran by Finn Balor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, there they, they could be some... Uh, indie names in there. I mean, my early prediction for the leader, and I'm going on record with this, is Alistair Black. Hey, that wouldn't be terrible. Because the name fits, Retribution. He kind of got written off the other week with the eye injury, and we've seen reports online that they're going to be changing his gimmick. I did hear there's going to be a couple of call-ups from NXT, but I'm thinking they're going to SmackDown. Yeah, I, I found it funny before the show when they said there was going to be a new faction arriving and literally everybody jumped on. They've spoiled the Undisputed Era debut and I'm like, why would they be calling up Undisputed Era when they're currently having feuds in NXT? They have a tag team just title say, match this like, coming week. I was going to say, Kyle Riley's back all of a sudden and I'm like, no, that makes no sense. And, I, and I'm trying to tell people on all these Facebook groups, don't worry, it's not going to be the Undisputed Era. They, they, they're too busy in NXT. No, they've spoiled the debut. No, you're just yeah, dumb no, they didn't. <laughs> Just because it's a faction Sorry doesn't mean it. it's the Undisputed Era. Right. Plus, they said new faction. Um, yeah, as a new... I mean, I didn't get a good look at them, but apparently there's uh, one female in the group as well. Sure. Obviously, we the one none of us got it? a good look at them because the, it was just like a CCTV camera. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, it was one bad camera shot of them blowing up a thing, and then they just walked away. And I'm like, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that would have worked better if they hadn't announced that there's going to be a new faction coming to Raw. If they'd just shown, like, the the box falling over and then the CCTV footage, and people would have been like, who the hell are these guys? But now, they, you know, they show the CCTV footage of the Molotov cocktails, and people are just like, oh, that's that new group. Okay. We don't know who they are, but okay. Nah. This is why you don't need to pre-announce everything. Just let Spoiling. us wonder what the hell's going on. Apparently, it was like not—it was not supposed to be put out by their uh, social media guy, but he was like, "I'm bored." <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna press the button. I mean, they—they would... they kind of did their job by pre-announcing Shane's return and. You know, that he was going to introduce something new. And, of course, a new faction coming. Because I was kind of like, okay, Raw sounds kind of interesting tonight. <clears throat> but, and then it turned out to be what it was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't terrible. We had a decent amount of action. And there was a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, I didn't like it. I just hope they don't drop the ball on it next week and it turn out terrible. 
Like, don't be, a, don't be an aces and eights in this group. It's just people we've never heard of. Hey, where's Briscoe? Huh? <laughs> hey, it's Eric Bischoff's son. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and, of course, the main event segment uh, was the Hurt Business invading Raw Underground and just whooping ass. Bobby Lashley's, you know, gut-wrench counter was beautiful. Oh, yeah. He's still as bad ass as he was before. Yeah, that that's the last thing I want to see as well. Just no nonsense. You know, come at me, bang you down. I still don't get why they put MVP and Lashley back together because they did it in Impact, didn't they? A long time ago when they were. Yeah. I forgot what they. Were. Uh, uh, something older, weren't it? Crap! What were they called? Shit. Because <laughs> uh, I know. Samara Joe was in it, Loki was in it, Kennedy, King, and Lashley oh, and MVP. Clan. That's it. Mike would have had now that in did. two seconds flat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to probably send me a message later here in this game. You should have known that. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the BDC. I just kind of. Um, Lashley and MVP must be really good friends in real life. Um, True, but I did sit there and go. Impact did it first. And I shouldn't have done that. I did. Yeah, they do have some good chemistry together. It was just odd, you know. Uh, Lashley, who is a proven MMA fighter, obviously gets in this underground ring, beats down the guy in two seconds flat, and the next thing MVP's like, I want some of this. You're going to follow Bobby Lashley? Okay. In his nice white suit. Yeah, Shelton <laughs> Benjamin, I can believe. Shelton Benjamin's a, a shoot wrestler. Ah, uh, an MVP out here looking like CM Punk with his dad's jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, okay, why knows... in the hell is this guy doing this shit? Yeah, okay, okay, he knows some jiu-jitsu, but he's like, what, 50? Nearly 50? That's what I said, that's why I called it dad's jiu-jitsu. Because he like, he's like the guy that goes in on the weekends and he thinks he knows how to do some shit. <laughs> Kids in the dojo, step aside. MVP's here. Oh, yeah, yeah. MVP's coming through. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> you got the dad popping in the corner. I used to watch him as a kid. Whatever, he's old. <laughs> uh, Shane Shane loved it, though. I mean, Hurt Business comes in, beats down everybody, and Shane's like, yeah, you guys can come back. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm not going to tell them not to. They just destroyed everybody, including the fans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you killed the spectators, bub. Yeah, no plexiglass in Raw Underground, either. Nope, because it's in the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was it was kind of a strange way and a kind of sudden way to end Raw this week, but I guess they want people talking about Raw Underground, which they are. Loaning on the wall. So, I mean, yeah, some people hate it, some people are okay with it. Um, I guess I'm okay with it. It's, like I say, it's different. Something yeah. new. If I don't see Timothy Thatcher in there twisting oh. ligaments and... We're going to have a broken problem. Raw Underground is made for Timothy Thatcher. Oh, exactly. So, again, if he's not in there fucking twisting digits, we got a fucking problem. Yeah. What does the shape have to say? Shape. 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 It's time to shape up. It's time for you to prove that you are more than a one-headed wonder. It's only right. For us to set that bar, to set that standard. I 
take the shape of whatever I need to be. Travis Anderson, your time has come. Match Wrestling presents Promo Slam August 20th. Go to matchwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the mat. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Now, this is part of the show normally where Travis would wake up because we discuss impact, but Travis isn't with us this week. Um, so well, we... lucky for you, during this whole time, I've been also like, uh, watching highlights as best as I can. Okay. Um... I watched obviously. Those highlights, those highlights must have been long because it was a, a pretty good episode again this week. I had about like 30 minutes worth of stuff. I, yeah. I caught what looks to be a good fair of it, and then I watched Wrestle House. Yes. <laughs> I love Wrestle House. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had no sound, and I was like, I kind of want to laugh at this. Oh, yeah. And you, I can't you, even hear what's going on. It just looks yeah. funny. And then I just randomly see Tommy Dreamer just jump in. Match time! And I'm just like, okay, I got to watch this thing more. Definitely need to see <laughs> Wrestle House with the sound on. Um, yeah. But I digress. We kicked off with the TNA, quote, World Championship, quote, uh, on the line as Moose defended against Heath. But it wasn't just for the prop belt. It was also for a contract for Heath, which obviously he didn't get. And, I mean, Moose spent most of the match toying with Heath. He was, like, beating him down and imposing. Um... It ends with a ref bump, and Heath does have the pin, but of course the ref down, Moose recovers and gets the win. But there was a great line which I referred to earlier where Josh Matthews is talking about uh, Heath's accolades. So in WWE, he was a tag team champion. He's also a former 24-7 champion, whatever ha- whatever that means over there. <laughs> yeah, Josh, we don't know either. It's a belt that they may or may not make a match. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was like legit for like a week because uh, Belton Shelton Benjamin had it, and yeah. now the, the the ninjas in Tozawa have it again. So I'm sure we're going to see the fucking Benny Hill all over again. Yeah, you don't even get the whole locker room chasing after it anymore. There's like three yeah. people who want it. Well, yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six plus, feet. Plus, all the people that were chasing it is now released. Yeah, I was just going to say. They just released them all. And they, or, or they're in the crowd. So. <laughs> Um, there was a pretty good interview segment following that as Jimmy Jacobs um, spoke with Motorcycle Machine Guns. It's, it's nice to see Jimmy Jacobs on screen. Of course, yeah, of course he is a backstage he, producer. I miss him in his normal um, zombie princess. Like um, He used to walk around like he doesn't now, does he? So hmm. it's quite. It was oh, nice God, to see. I remember that. You think about it. I like demon characters and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Shocker. To me, it was I, like. Shocker. I remember when he was uh, Kevin Owens' manager back in Ring of Honor. Oh. As the zombie princess. And I'm like, dude, but you're a dude. Nah, I don't give a shit. He looks good I'm depressed. Not, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm he just going to sit back and rest. enjoy the show. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, you guys watched it more. Jimmy Jacobs was kind of him. a cross between Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho. Yeah. That's an interesting cross. He even had the scarves. 
<laughs> yeah, he did for a little while, didn't he? <laughs> um, but obviously the North interrupt. Um, and obviously, uh, naturally, they complained that they didn't have an interview segment, even though they held the tag team titles for a year. Um, and also claimed that they were only at 40% when the Guns beat them for the titles. And they want their rematch at Emergence, where they will be at 100%. And then sure, Ethan had a bit fucking man. I do not like that dude. <laughs> Having a hissy fit, screaming at them both. I was just like, seriously, dude, sit back down. Shut up. No one's listening to you. Yeah. But uh, no, the, the guns are good. Uh, and of course, he also referenced Chris Saban being a former world champion. It's not the best of reigns, but it's still a nice accolade to have. I mean, he yeah. looked so to me when he first came back, Chris Sabian. He looks a very different. I don't know why. Slimmer yeah. built. I don't know. He's I mean, he's had a lot of injuries. That's true. It always seems to be the case with the guns as well, where one would be injured, and then when they came back, the other one would be injured. Yeah. I think that happened like three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're tag team champions now. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said last week, I always thought they were multiple-time champions already in TNA, but they only won the tag titles once before. Was it only once? Yeah, I always thought it was like two or three times, but this is their yeah, second thought... reign now. Uh, I thought it was at least same as you. I thought it was at least twice, but fair enough. And I don't know My how I got is... muddled up, because I saw their entire run from start to finish in TNA. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, actually, so did I. What am I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> once then. Uh, it's funny how the mind works. Mm. Um, now, going backstage, Kimberly offers to take out Jordan Grace if Diana Praza will give her a title match. Um, and this didn't really lead to anything during the rest of the episode because we didn't see anything of them again. So I'm guessing Kimberly thought- is taking on Jordan Grace next week. I actually thought Jordan Grace would appear after that segment. I was actually waiting for her to come into the uh, back or drag her out to the front or something like that. But like you said, nothing happened. So it was like, oh, okay. Next week then. We'll see what happens then. Yeah, I mean, is Jordan Grace even cleared? Because obviously she fake, well, exaggerated her arm injury last week. But it was still obviously hurting her. Yeah, she was holding it after she'd done the beatdown on her, didn't she? So she was still holding on to her arm. So it was like, okay, she's still not 100%. But sometimes you don't know with certain people, do you? They, they, or how bad it actually is, because then I'll get back in the ring and start hitting, beating the crap out of them. So it's like, okay, how injured are you? Not that this whole Kimberly stuff really means anything anyway, because we already know that Tiana and Jordan will have a rematch at Emergence. Yeah. <laughs> There was a point in that. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Plus, we know Jordan's going to kill her. I hope so. No offence, Kimberly, but Jordan so. Grace is going to kill you. Yeah. Um, so now we come to Wrestle House, the first yeah. segment of the night. I, I love it as well. Um, <laughs> it's, also help, <laughs> it's also making me find Johnny Swinger a little funnier because I used to just watch him and think, This is he supposed to be this bad? Yeah. Right. Um. He reminded me of Joey Ryan in a way when I first yeah. saw him. I was, what the fuck? Not another one. 
But he kind had, of thing. He had a great line where Taya mentions getting rid of the B.O. smell in the house, or getting rid of the B.O., <laughs> and Swinger's like, Bob Orton's here? <laughs> uh, somehow this leads to a handicap match and Alicia and Susie defeat Swinger on match time yep uh, and the... then Susie's like, you're not nice <laughs> what? the match is refereed by Cody Dina who drinks from the bottle while he's counting the pin which is multitasking brilliance yep agreed and he didn't spill any <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, that's cool. Talent. Yeah, that is talent. Because I spill everything, so if he can do that, that's saying so. Um, and for somebody so bubbly, you'd think Kylie Ray would love being in, stuck in a house, but apparently she wants to get out more than anybody else because she's now yeah. um, being Rosemary's wing girl just so they can leave. Yeah, because she's, what is it, number one contender, isn't she, for the yeah, championships? Yeah, there is that as well. Yeah, because she kept saying that, she's like, oh... How do we get out of here? And she's like, uh, what is it? Johnny has to accept or I've forgotten what it was. Travis is back, by the way, if you didn't see that. Yes. <laughs> we'll get Travis in just a sec. Um, was it, they were trying to get, what is it? Johnny has to realise something. Well, obviously, and Rosemary's they, trying to be a yeah, home wrecker. What's uh What time do you call this? <laughs> Look, we know you like to sleep when we talk about Raw. <laughs> oh, I know. I just took it a little too serious. I was just going to say, I was like, we weren't under that one. Yeah. You... <laughs> so you just hear us talking about impact and up you pop. Right. Yeah. He can sense it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Yeah. We just, we just mentioned that um, Kylie has become Rosemary's wing girl because she just wants to get out of the wrestle house so she can have her title match. Uh, that's pro- that's what woke me up was you started <laughs> talking about Kylie Ray. Yep. She's too smiley. No, she's fine. No, sweet. <laughs> I mean, she's surrounded by, you know, well, she's her main friend Susie. Uh, well, Travis still isn't happy with Kylie because she half retired when she left AEW. I can't say I blame him for that, though. Yeah, it was a I bit of a shitty situation. Yeah. Well, I didn't know she was in AEW before, so that's something new I just learned. She, yeah, well, that was her first like major contract. Year. Yeah, it was like her first major contract. She goes to sign with AEW. She had like, what, maybe one or two matches. And then she was like, had like a fight backstage with somebody and was like, you know what? I quit. I'm, I retired. She announced retirement, had this big old, you know, thing on social media about it. And then like a couple of weeks later pops up in like impact or some shit. <laughs> so there you go. Um, there was a very, very quick flashback moment this week. It was uh, Sam Callahan winning a world title from Brian Cage, and they conveniently cut before Tessa comes out. So they ain't going to show Tessa. Mm-hmm. Fuck Tessa. That's great. 
freaking I mean, dislike her. I wanted her to be champ, but then now I'm just like, nope, screw you, bye-bye. Yeah, she's nope. not doing herself any favours. No, and then what was it what was it saying to do? She wanted more money. Was that the case? Or was it she to wanted, do with a title belt? What was it, 250 grand? 250 grand. For, I mean, what did Flair ask for to return the uh, WCW title back in the day? Was it like seven grand? Fifty. Fifty. Oh, okay. Wow. Seven. Jesus. Fifty grand. So she wanted two hundred more for the Impact World Title. And I bet you they did the whole "screw you, bitch, bye." Thing is, as I That's keep saying, they made the changes. As I keep saying, the jokes on her because the the replica title looks better. Yeah. The one Eddie Edwards got is much shinier. Shiny. Shiny. <laughs> nope. Stop it. Um, Alright. The Good Brothers then find their car ransacked outside and Ace Austin obviously shows up to bait them. Gallows ends up elbowing a cop. I'm so sorry I didn't know it was you and gets arrested. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Classic arrest segment. Um, Ace Austin bugger off Ugh. I just love um, <laughs> Carl in this segment he's just getting held back by the other cop and he's like can you tell us it's a setup? it's clearly a setup. come <laughs> on yeah okay but he still elbowed a cop yeah can't really defend that one <laughs> no um, you can try though yeah yeah you can, you can do an Orange Cassidy you can try oh yeah um, He's going to try. Now, the next match actually lasted longer than I thought it was uh, would be because RVD just beats down Sammy Callahan during his entrance with Katie Forbes twerking. Oh. That made me mad. The, Seriously, the beat why down or the twerking? <laughs> the, no, like, I don't mind the beat down. Like, that's fine. <laughs> but then she comes and she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my, no, don't do it. And she starts doing it. And I'm just uh-huh. like, I don't like you. <laughs> I just couldn't work out why he was beating down and she's just twerking at him. I was like, what the fuck? Get, go away. Get off the stage. It's... No one wants to see you. Fuck off, kind of thing. And then she puts the boots to him. And I'm just like, what are you What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you, are you fighting or are you twerking? <laughs> it's <laughs> a bit of both in her case. It, it's just a crazy segment every time she's on TV. Um, yeah, but yeah, despite the beatdown, Callahan gives a hell of a fight. Um, but ultimately, yeah. Eddie Edwards retains. Um, I didn't. I don't know how it's happened. I said last week. I think I'm warming to Sammy Callahan. He does that to you. Yeah. He does. He makes you hate the hell out of him. Like, dude, I legit hope somebody beats your ass. But then he like slowly turns you because he. I was the same way when uh, when I was watching him in MLW, and then it like slowly turned, and I'm like, okay, I see why people like him. Well, the good thing is he stopped slobbering all over the ring now. Yeah, that's a big help. Mm. Yeah, no more spitting everywhere. Ugh. Well, he can't. COVID. He can't anymore. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm so glad. <laughs> In a way, I hate COVID, but I'm glad he can't spit anymore. Yeah. That makes it yeah. a lot easier. <laughs> there, there is a silver lining. It's uh, it's cleaned up Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Um, going back to Russell House, uh, Rosemary and Tyre are looking for Bravo, but they can't find him. Uh, Kylie. Seems to think he's left, even though they've already made it clear you can't leave Wrestle House. I was just gonna say. 
And then, <laughs> and then for some reason, that leads to a match between Rosemary and Kylie Ray. Uh, refereed by Ty Valkyrie. Uh, oh, that was the best part of it. <laughs> what, Ty Valkyrie refereed? You know yeah. <laughs> she, got, she got in that ring. It was like, yeah, Rosemary's won that even before doing anything. And then, and then there was a, a bit where Kylie had Rosemary's nose. Yeah, what was... <laughs> oh, my God, that was bad. Seriously. She was like, where's my nose? And it's like, attached to your face. Give me, Seriously. No, give me my nose fine. back. And then Ty was like, it's, it's on your face. Liar. <laughs> when she said that at last. <laughs> so did I. I was like... Just oh, okay. A, a, a crazy <laughs> moment in the match. Um, and then Kylie ends up getting the win. Bravo then appears completely out of nowhere, like it's some kind of fugitive. And they they having this very loud conversation that Taya can't hear, apparently, because she's too busy celebrating the fact that she was a referee. <laughs> I just love the way she raised Kylie's hand with, like, two fingers in disgust. She's, like, trying not to puke. <laughs> I do have one question. Last week, when Tyre had her realization, an abyss was standing there. That really confused me a little bit because I was like, "Are they hidden in something?" But then I realized the abyss obviously it's not an impact no more. So that didn't. I was really... going to say, is he still around? Yeah, that was crazy because he's he's a producer for WWE or a trainer or something yeah, like and... that. But I am hoping that they film, reform because having Crazy Steve in there and her, I was like, and then Abyss appears, uh, what? what's going on there? But, yeah, my hopes were quickly destroyed <laughs> because he's not there and Crazy Steve's more his clown character now than he is the evil demon one, so yeah. Yeah, it's nice seeing these little Easter eggs with uh, yeah. Takeda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that was the craziest segment of the night. And Bravo kind of admits, you know, he knows what's going on, but he's torn between the two of them because Ty has done a lot for him. <sighs> Poor Rosemary trying and to break up we, a, a relationship. We can keep it a secret and not tell Ty. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay then. All right, this is going to end badly for all three of them. Or maybe just tired. Doesn't that mean he has come to his senses or he knows what's going on, so can't they leave now anyway? Not, not, yeah, not that, that I want the them point, to, because I'm really enjoying Russell House. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. He had to have a realisation, and he did, so... Oh, well, no, unless Tommy... Unless it's Tommy Dreamer that has to let them all out. Unless like he, he actually has, has to bite the apple. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Smart! <laughs> Um, backstage, Ace, Austin, Taunts, Anderson again, and uh, and again, you know, it's it was the week of right hooks because Carl Anderson gave a pretty good smack in the mouth to Ace Austin, which is very overdue. Yep. Uh, only for, for for Madman Fulton to turn the tables on him. So emergence has to be a rematch. But uh, wait, have they had a match? No, they haven't had a match between Ace Austin and Fulton and the Good Brothers. Um, hopefully it's like no DQ. That'll be fun. Uh, Travis, have you actually seen Impact yet? No. Okay, I wondered why you weren't talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, well, I kind of don't really want to talk about it right now because, as I just said, you know, I just woke up <laughs> because, like, what woke me up 
was I was having the most bizarre fucking dream of my life. I swear to God. I wasn't yeah. in it. No, but Vince made you book raw. Eva. No, like I was, I was literally dreaming that I was an Impact wrestler, and there's like this weird like eighty man and woman battle royal type thing, and then I was like free for all. Got it. Like I, I, I come out and I like start like rolling people up and shit, and then I look at Sammy Callahan and I'm like. Tag team, <laughs> and then he's like, "Uh, sure, why not?" And then I roll him up, and then he gets all pissed off, and then he takes off his face and his fucking Palpatine. I'm like, "Nope, I'm done. Fuck this. I'll wake up." <laughs> and that was me thinking I had weird dreams, but no, you've just right? topped that. Good luck. <laughs> It's, uh, sounds like we've got our own wrestle house. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Cool. <laughs> well, all of us in one room. <laughs> <laughs> and me like, staring like, out of all of you. Yay! That wins. Like you, yeah. Like you talking about Sammy Callahan a minute ago. I'm like, I, I, I need another cigarette. <laughs> Because all I can see is him ripping off his face and it just turning into Palpatine. <laughs> did, he, did he say, like, Wilka? <laughs> I've got a picture of Sammy Callahan with a lightsaber in my head. That is just not good. Well, Travis has got a lightsaber. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike knows. <laughs> so, uh, last match of the night uh, was Falabar and TJP defeating Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. Uh, I really like TJP as a tag team wrestler. I feel like he's found his swag again as a tag team wrestler with Fala, and they've got some great chemistry together. It's actually nice to hear Fala talk. <laughs> properly now instead of just saying ba 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 all the time it's quite nice to hear his voice so that's a lot a big difference for him oh that segment last week enforcing all these social distancing rules on Rohit was great <laughs> <laughs> back up six I, feet you serious I, I, yep and wear the mask like I like uh, TJP and followed together you know but at the same time, it's just like such an odd pairing, but at the same time, it kind of makes it work. Yeah, it's a little and large. <laughs> um, so then to close the show, uh, Rich Swan pretty much announced his retirement from injuries. Um, I think we worked out it was five months he was injured for before EY re-injured his knee. Um and the rest of the roster just surround the ring, do the whole, which I, I don't know if it's an indie thing. I haven't really seen it before. They all thump the ring in respect. Um, If it's a new thing, I like it. It's an indie thing. Okay, it's thought it would be. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I think Crazy Steve left as well. They all came out and was banging on the, um, on the ring. I don't know if they did it for the Hardys. I doubt that very much. But, uh, yeah... Uh, <laughs> They've done it a couple of times. 
I swear, I think I've seen it. So yeah. See, that must have been the time when I stopped watching Impact because before then, whenever somebody would leave Impact, mm. they would just write them off, and that would be it. Or they'd make them lose, wouldn't they? That was yeah. the other thing they always used to do, well, which pissed me off because I'd be like, "What? That's the end of them? Why?" Yeah. Sting's leaving Impact. <laughs> how are you gonna? How are you gonna? You know, send him off. Oh, he's gonna lose a match to Magnus, and that's it. Okay. Wait, yeah. this is Sting. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. yeah, it's alright. Um, so as Rich One backs up the ramp by himself, I may add, nobody thought to help him up the They helped him up the ring, but they didn't, they didn't think to help him up the ramp. Um, only for EY to attack again and just smash up his knee with the crutch again. Uh, EY's a bastard. He is. Oh, yeah. But I love the fact he's back. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, he, he's full on <laughs> heel. I love it. I was really hoping that during his like 90 day no compete clause, he would at least fucking grow his beard back. <laughs> yeah, but if he grows the beard back, then he's going to have to come back as crazy fun, Eric Young. And no one say I do want to see that again to be fair i do want to see him dancing around the ring like he used to but yeah yeah i think hairless <laughs> eric young makes him look a bit more unhinged That's yeah why I just look like a... who did you say you looked like last week <laughs> that's it woody harrelson because <laughs> i watched zombie land the same night and was cracking up i was like ah, there's ey <laughs> <laughs> <Two zombies>. yay <laughs> yeah eric young was great in planet of the apes yeah, he really was. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we end the show with last night's action, it's time for the King of the Mike final. Uh, the winner will challenge the Demon S for the promo championship in two weeks at Promo Slam. It's you know, it's actually really nice. It's two RWT originals going toe-to-toe. In one corner is the one true heel, Ted P. De Nero. And in the other corner is Sal Bandini's greatest student, El Jefe, Moses Marquez. El jefe, mi hermano, ay caramba, I said it, I said it, I said it, and I am here. I am one person away from King of the Mic. And unfortunately, it has to be Smart Rock Radio Moses Marquez. El Jefe, when we first met, it did not start off on good terms. Because I thought you was GN Cruz. And we already know what happened to that guy. But we are here. 
And you fucked it last year. You you fucked it hard. But you're here. So you don't have to think about that. How bad you fucked it. You know? Like how horrible it was that you fucked it. Like you don't gotta think about that. Like at all. You can just be happy that you're standing in my way. Why are you standing in my way? Like, why? You're my brother. Simon. What happened? I knew in the beginning you could call me De Niro the prophet, you know, because De Niro is prophet. You got me? Anyway, I knew from the beginning that it would be me and you. When I seen the brackets, I called the brackets. I am the one who called everything how it was going to happen. I said that I had to take down Jolly. I said that I had to beat Corey. And I said that I will be king of the mic. But one person. That's standing in my way. And sir, Moses, that is you. But I need you to part the sea for me. If you get what I'm saying. This would be so much better if it wasn't you. Oh, we could, oh man. We could have a Modelo together, bro. We have a Doseki. We can have a Bud Light. We can have a Miller Light. But you know it's not light. My reign to this king of the mic. And you, sir. I hate it had to be you. I hate that it had to be you. Alas. What you need to understand is that I will be king of the mic. I will face the demoness and this will be the era of unpredictable you understand you see how you're like I did that yeah it was awesome anyway if you don't get it no 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 we're not done here we're not done here demoness I am but a spawn to your host and we will be seeing each other very soon. <laughs> now, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. And if you don't get it, it's probably not for you to get. Let's do this one just a little bit different. Now, by a little bit different, let me first talk about that one. I'm not going to say their name. Well, I will in a bit. But right now, I want them to sit and stew. Because I know you're watching. 
even though I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I know you're watching. And there's a reason why you're watching. It's because you want to know how in the hell did some guy with some fucking creative brilliance beat my old school promo? Well, I'll tell you how. I'm creative. There, problem solved. Bye, everybody. It's more than that. And the problem with this whole situation is, is you thought it wasn't. Here, let me get you, let me pull the curtain back. Gorilla position, if you will. For those smart marks out there, I'm just dropping these like hot fire, okay? Let me give you a little insight, boss. I call you boss because I'm going to make fun of your name in a minute. Just wait. You feel necessary to cut these old school promos like we actually get a chance to get into a squared circle and lock up. Excuse me? Last time I checked, boss man, none of us live next to each other. And you want to talk about real promos. You know, that's what a real promo is, bro. You set up that fight. But in our world, in the promo orders world, the promo is the fight. And I brought that fight to you a lot stronger than you expected. Crooked Smile. There, I finally dropped your fucking stupid ass name. That's not really your name or whatever the fuck your bullshit excuses were. Sean Hockley, Hanley, Fanley, Scranley, Blanley, Falansky. I don't even know because you can't pronounce my last fucking name. It's Marquez. Simple. To the point. I'm fucking related to a goddamn fucking pro boxer. One of the greats of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know who fucking Angel Torres is? Get the fuck out of here, bro. You're a fucking idiot. How do you not know Marquez? You're a moron. But besides being a moron, you like to talk about real. That's not a real promo. That's not a real promo. Bro, I've seen every one of your fucking matches under the sun that I can thanks to fucking the internet here. And guess what? You ain't no real wrestler. You want to talk about real promos, you can't real wrestle. You have to make me call your spots for you. You have zero knowledge of what to do on your own. I bet you've never even fucking once called a match in the ring just to see if you could do it. Not even just to brag that you're so good with your four years. Oh, I did four years. I should be WWE champion. Get the hell out of here with that bullshit. See, you got me fucking fired up. You think you could stand in front of a goddamn camera in your fucking piece of shit garage and yell in my goddamn face and don't think this shit's going to come back? Don't you think you know who the fuck I am? And maybe that's the thing that you should have figured out before you even thought about doing this thing. Who the fuck was your competition? I'm your competition. The fucking smart mark, baby. And Hefe himself. I'm so fucking heated, baby. This is just perfect. Let me tell you this, homeboy, because I'm done with you. You're done. You're old fucking news. But let me leave you with this. If you ever, you ever thought for one goddamn fucking second that you maybe could do what I fucking did, which is real goddamn wrestling. I competed at a fucking damn near national fucking level. I didn't have to have somebody calling spots for me. I went in there, shook your hand like a man, threw your fucking face down on the mat like a man, and turned it into soup. 
Call me when you can fucking do that. But I digress. Cooler heads will prevail. And I move on. Because I moved past you. Like it was nothing. Like I moved past Ronald. And you know what? Ronald took that L on the chin. And said, I'm back for some more. And I respect the fuck out of him for it. But ain't none of this about you. Ain't none of this about crooked. What kind of fucking name is Crooked Smile? You want to know what your name should be? It should be Ass Cheeks. Or Ass Crack even. Because that's what your smile looks like. A fucking ass crack. So to my point here. Because I've been rambling for over five minutes. Strictly off of the fact that I could tell at the top of the screen. The finals of King of the Mic are here. My redemption is this close to being complete. I once walked into this thing in this exact same car, cutting a promo against a new guy that wiped the floor with me. And almost a full-blown year to the time, to the day even maybe, I don't fucking really know. I have my biggest challenge yet. My biggest challenge is a man that I've had issues with once before. We have since squashed them. But I will never in a million years look past Ted P. De Niro. I would never once look past his raw fucking talent. Goddamn guy's a musical genius, a battle rap expert. Now see, the thing is, brother... You love to tell everybody, and I know you're going to tell me, you know, if you don't get it, it ain't for you to get. Guess what, baby? I get it. You know I get it. And that's why we're both here in the final together. So, Teddy P, baby, whether I go down swinging or whether I knock you out, I'm glad to share the ring with you. A real competitor. May the best man win. So for one second, Teddy, don't you dare tell me that I don't get it because it's for me, baby. It's for me to get because I was there with you when we got it. And, of course, the winner of the King of the Mike 2020 final will be announced on Monday. Ooh. Is it Monday yet? Is it Monday yet? It must be Monday. <laughs> um, so, before we get there, it's time for the Wednesday night discussion. Uh, both shows kick off with a match. NXT kick off with a nice women's match between Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. AEW kick it off with really a good. crazy 12-man tag. Also really good. Yeah. That was good. Uh, also, Dark Order finally got a win. Hey, uh, they, they fucking needed it, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, who the hell is this fucking nine guy or eight or whatever? I don't. I'm losing track of these well, numbered dudes. Some of them are numbered, and then some of them, as we found out later on, actually have names. I, I don't know. Maybe well, maybe we you know to that John Silver. Well, no, they were like the first recruits, so they got to keep their names. And then what it is is like I are guess the all elders? these like indie guys. Yeah, I guess all these other indie guys are like those are the ones that are being numbered. Like ten is this big giant looking dude who stands there with that one lady. And then nine was this other guy who had like long sleeves, like real skinny, had these long sleeves and shit on. And then we know five was that uh, whatever angels dude. And then he just put on a mask. <laughs> whatever. Uh, ultimately, though, out of these two opening matches, I did enjoy Ripley and Dakota more. I think Rhea Ripley was super aggressive in the match. Um, mm-hmm. Almost to the point where I wondered if they were going to do a double turn. I don't know about that. I felt like a damn squash, though. Like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, dude, she's, Dakota's just going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. And because it, she came, because Rhea came in, I guess that blonde hair just really fires you up or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but she I'm came in. Like, you don't like it. I don't like it either. But she came in on fire. And then during the break, Dakota comes back. And, like, I loved this whole thing. It was just awesome. And then, yeah, Mercedes fucking. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad at that. I, I kind of want to see Rhea versus Mercedes. Yeah, it should be a good feud. But yeah, it was. It was like kind of like that. Like the first half of the match, Ripley was either knocking or keeping Dakota on the ground, and then they came back from a break, and Dakota was fighting back. Good stuff. So Dakota Kai is going to take over to face Io Shirai, and as we said, it seems like Rhea Ripley is now going to feud with Mercedes Martinez, which should be. Should be great. Should be choice. Choice. Because they are both bruises. Now, oh yeah. Uh, back on Dynamite. Best friends. Uh, get the win over PMP. Uh, kind of, kind of felt like a filler match, but. Um, a little bit, but it just you know it was what it was. The whole storyline behind this thing is during before the show started. Uh, AEW put a clip on their social media feed where Trent calls his mom and asks if they can borrow the van. Yeah. <laughs> and she's and Chucky's like, you can trust me. And, and look what happens to the goddamn van. Um, and now PMP have to apologize on speakerphone. I, I, he says, he says, when we beat you guys, you are apologizing to my mom. Speakerphone. Yeah, like, like speakerphone was the punchline. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you sure showed him. I'm, I'm, now you're gonna fix this fucking van. You're not gonna pay for the damage. You're gonna apologize. <laughs> All right. Uh, apologies fix everything. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of throw, well, again, it kind of felt like a filler match. Uh, Bronson Reed gets a win over Shane Thorne. Yeah, but it was fun. It, 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 this, it was this was kind filler. of a squash match. Yeah, but Shane Thorne with him, the, I liked his whole like running knee flurry, and then that was really about it. Mm. Um, meanwhile, MJF has a campaign room. For, for, uh, this oh. thing was awesome. <laughs> He's fucking like, he walks in and guy hands him gum, and he looks at him. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> laughing. And then he fired the guy like, who didn't uh, straighten the poster. Oh, yeah, did that look level to you? He didn't get fired. 
Oh, didn't but he? The, he pulled... No. He, he pulls out a fucking level. <laughs> he slaps it on the wall. And he's like, does that look level here? <laughs> I'm like, it, the level's not even level. <laughs> oh, I was dead. Oh, they was just great. conveniently had a level on the floor. Right? It was just chilling on his <laughs> desk. And then... And then the best part is he fucking calls Darby a 125-pound emo kid. Yeah, which isn't too far from the truth. No, but <laughs> it, it was I, I, I died when he said it. <laughs> um, uh, what's going on on NXT? Oh, also Phantasma during this segment. Um, Attack oh, Breeze Angle. awesome. This whole thing was great. He's the, the, so they fucking they beat him up outside. They they throw. This is the part that kind of kills me. They they slam the door on on Fandango and Santos says he says in Spanish one more time and then they don't do it again and then they throw him in the trunk. And I'm like, wait, bro! I swear to God, he said one more time. Like I know my Spanish, bro. He fucking said one more time, and then they throw him in the trunk and take off. And I'm like, and then immediately I'm thinking, who's the driver? It better fucking be Jake Atlas. I swear to God. I'm not playing around. Well, it took them about 20 minutes to actually then get into the ring. <laughs> so I don't know where they yeah, went for a drive. Just went around the block a couple of times. Well, yeah, you got to circle the block so they don't know that you're still at the arena. Yeah. And then you go back well, to the they, arena. Well, they still had to, you know, find their parking space. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no fans. You should be fucking parking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming all the trainees are not carpooling. Oh, yeah. They better be fucking carpooling bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Hardy kind of makes a full return now. Uh, we've only seen him a couple of times in the last few weeks. Uh, he basically confirmed what we've all been thinking, that he's just kind of being himself now. He's not really doing any gimmick, uh, especially not a broken gimmick. He He's now Matt That's Hardy. That's what Watching that because I'm so used to the broken gimmick. So when I saw him standing there, just like normal, I was like, "Yeah, huh? dude, What's that there, dude." He's yeah. just Matthew no. Hardy now. Um, oh, right here. But man, guess jumped by Sammy Guevara, and I missed exactly what caused it. But that was a massive bleed. So the storyline the chair. Yeah, Sammy just grabs a chair and slung the living hell out of it right at his face. At first, uh, he was like, after it happened, I was confused. I couldn't tell if it was just his hair on the table, and then he kind of lifted his head a little bit. I'm like, no, that dude's fucked up. Yeah, that's why I got confused. I thought he mm -hmm. caught it on the table or something. I'm thinking he may uh, have gigged, though. But at the same time, I, it, maybe it was just one of those things where it it got hit, it cut him, but it just didn't start bleeding. And then right after the impact from that uh, 450 or whatever, it kind of bursted. It did because then it, he got fucking like, covered, and then you can you could see the pulsate, you know, whole thing. It looked like Eddie all over again. Yeah, yeah, I, I could not. Oh, I, I he. He slung it so insane. That's why one of the reasons he why just, I hate when he it did. He it was yeah. swing. He fucking just he did at the poor guy. Yeah. Uh, remember, like when uh, Roman Reigns uh, was somebody threw a chair at Roman Reigns. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was imagine it going about ten times faster oh, yeah. and it being a metal chair. Oh yeah, Braun could have killed and somebody. If, if you watch back the the back of the chair it actually broke. Oi. Yeah, well I remember Brock Lesnar throwing a car door. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's bad when obviously you've been watching wrestling as long as we have, and you know how it works and everything. And then you look at somebody bleeding, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's bad." Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a different thing when it's Cody, and it kind of looks like, "Oh, okay, you gigged, whatever." We know, but like I said, this thing looked bad. Yeah. What What got me about it was Jr.'s on commentary. He's like, "Hey, thankfully he got his hands up." Just a split <laughs> second before, I'm like, "Are you?" And then sure? Shivani's like, "He's gushing blood." Yeah, there was, yeah, there was literally like, a puddle under sure his head. His hands up? Yeah. Was, oh, oh, it was God. gnarly. It was horrible. And it wasn't the first bleed of the night either. Well, it wasn't the last no. bleed. I mean, um, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it was the first bleed of the night. It wasn't the last. Um, but before we got to that, um, we mentioned earlier Cordona made his AEW debut team with Cody. Um, oh my God. <laughs> to get the win over John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Long- what was the point of this fucking signing? He hey. wrestles exactly like he did in WWE. Egg fucking I mean, Zach. He needs a job. He's Cody's friend. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My, I, I know many of people who need a job who got friends, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm like right there. Really, I'm saying like, I'm, I'm hoping that it's only a, that it's going to stick to the five appearance contract. Oh, that's right. He is on, is he on that five or was it somebody else that yeah. was on that five? Yeah, he's on the five. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd seen that. Hopefully he back. Thank God. Yeah, hopefully he goes back to his uh, little school he's got and stays there. Like, no disrespect to the guy, but I'm like, you either need to change it up because this is not WWE anymore. You know? really needs to adapt. Yeah. This ain't no IWC championship anymore. Hey, times are changing, bud. You know it. Um. <laughs> On NXT, um, again, oh, we had the triple threat qualifier. Well, we thought it was a triple threat. Now there's like five people in it, but and I digress. Damien Priest gets the spot after picking up the win over Only Larkin and Ridge Holland. We said last Ridge week. Ridge Holland looked impressive. Yeah, we didn't really know anything oh. about him last week, but yeah, should be good. Good run. I wrote in my notes, I love old. this guy, because he reminded me of Scott Steiner suplexing everybody. Mm. You don't get to do that on the rugby mm-hmm. field. No, nope. it's like, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the video package of the guy. I'm like, so that's what um, Sami Zayn's gimmick was supposed to be like. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If Sami Zayn put on like 80 more pounds, then yes. <laughs> Easy eighty pounds because he is. I was a just big saying, like, dude. like I, I like it. Yeah. I really like that guy. I was impressed by the video package. I was like completely invested in that match. 
But I'm glad that Damien Priest got on with that. Yeah, it's, I like Damien. It's, cool. uh, it's also nice to see a British wrestler who's not from Manchester or London. He's from Yorkshire. That's always Yorkshire. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody seems to come from Cardiff or London or Manchester. Yeah, no, that's pretty true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I mentioned, we thought it was going to be a triple threat for the North American title. Now it's, what, a, f- a five-way? Because now we're yeah. going to have two singles matches between the four people that didn't get pinned, and the two winners of those will join the match at TakeOver. Well, no, there's another triple threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Announced, yeah. announced it at the end of the show. Yeah, so there's another yeah, match next week, and there's two triple. singles matches between the four people that didn't get pinned or anything. So they're going to keep it five because Dexter Loomis got hurt. Ah. So he's out. So he's out, and then they still have one more triple threat. Kushida, well, they announced it at the other show, but it's Kushida, um, Cameron Grimes, and a mystery opponent. Yeah. Bacon's. Mm-hmm. Um, Bacon's going to take it. I don't know. Where, where's Dream? I know he had some uh, shit going on, but he's not injured or anything, is he? Like I said, well, maybe that's maybe that's the mystery guy. Yeah. I also like this as Is well because um, obviously the first North American title match was a ladder match between five people. Yep. Yeah. Is it bad that I did, haven't even noticed that Dream hasn't been around? No. Well, I mean, there's that many people coming and going these days. I don't miss him. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's kind of lost his it factor. Since I think what it was down. was immediately booking him and Adam Cole with no fans, knowing damn well mm. it wasn't going to work out because the fans are what drives Dream. Yeah. Also, it was a a parking lot brawl, basically. Yeah, that sucked terribly. Yeah, that match would have killed in front of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we skipped over a bit before... William Regal made that announcement, though, where Keith Lee... Um, actually, this match lasted longer than I thought it would as well. Keith Lee um, just beats up Cameron Grimes for, like, 10, 15 minutes before Karrion Cross was- sends a message. He, he's basically laid out half the locker room. Yeah. Because that's what Karrion Cross so- does. I love that, though. He pulled... It, the, the camera pulls up. He's got, like, a dude choked to death. He's got foam coming out of his mouth or whatever. And then the locker room is just destroyed, and I swear to God, Oni Lorcan looks dead on the ground, too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's bad enough. He literally just had his ass kicked by Damian Priest and Ridge Holland. Right. <laughs> and you go in the back, get your ass beat some more. Im- Im- he just lost his way. Imagine coming from a match against those two bruisers, and the first person you walk into is Karrion Cross. Oh, hell, just <laughs> sums up 2020. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. walk. You know, I'm just gonna lay here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead right here. Okay, I'm not going he nowhere. Just walks to the locker room, just lay on the floor, and go, yeah, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but speaking of Damian Priest, he had a little confrontation with Bronson Reed, and we're gonna get a match between those two next week. That was actually funny to watch. The way he was like, hey, don't, hang on, I'll talk to you in a minute, and he just walks up to him, and they start <laughs> doing what they're doing. <laughs> it, it was weird. Priest was like right up to the camera, and then Bronson comes out of nowhere in the background, and he's so far away. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Now, 
the debate segment on Dynamite was, of course, um, mastered by Eric Bischoff, making a special appearance. I don't care what anybody says, I love Eric Bischoff. Maybe not as a, as a company runner, but he's a great on-screen character. I was about to say that. He did good in this, so... Yeah. Um, obviously, Jericho is a genius for organizing a debate with Orange Cassidy, who doesn't speak, or so we thought. Um, Jericho's answering all these questions about the rivalry. And then it's just a this random question awesome. about rising sea levels. Pool. And Jericho's like, this question has nothing to do with what's going on. Move on. And Cassidy... <clears throat> Oh, yeah, it gives this, like, the, like, crazy, like, deliberated response where Jericho's mind is blown, his mouth's all, uh... <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and Save I, the whales, bro. I didn't realize it until I, until I saw somebody say it, but it was a mirror image of Will Ferrell in old school dropping a debate. <laughs> Just owning a debate. Even Even the... Pulling the mic towards him and then finishing it with "Thank you very much." <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but just that one answer, that one long-winded answer, that nobody else could pull off. But Orange Cassidy, Bishop declares Orange Cassidy the winner, and Jericho's like, "Wait, you don't win a debate? Well, you you kind of do. That's what debate clubs for." I was like, "That's what it is, bro. You win a debate." But then it was a great back and forth where Jericho says, I haven't liked you for 22 years. And Bischoff says, it's been 24 years and I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> yeah, I, love I did love that part. Uh, my favorite line, though, was Jericho calling Orange Cassidy the, the pimple on the ass of professional wrestling and he's going to pop it. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? You're popping ass pimples, bro? You just know Jericho could put that on a t-shirt. Right, he could... The demo guard, you know pimple going... popper. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole night. But the humor didn't last very long because, of course, Hager attacks. Well, Hager and Jericho attacked Orange Cassidy and just brutal Judas effect. Oh, yeah. Once again, the, these brutal shots to the face were coming everywhere this week. Um, it honestly looked like he legit knocked Cassidy out. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. It's, I mean, it's very possible the way he, he connected with his face. It, it was just full-on thwack. The whole thing was just brutal. Yeah. From Hager to the Judas effect, top to bottom was just brutal as hell. Mm. Oof. My kind of thing. <laughs> now, like ran up the alley. Uh, as expected... Uh, whoever Britt Baker was going to choose wasn't going to beat Big Swole, and it was pretty obvious she was going to choose Reba or Rebel. Um, they pretty much they may as well just rename her Reba now because that's what she's known as. Um, the only thing that annoyed me about this was why are they pretending that Rebel has never wrestled a match in her life? Yeah, right. She's. I was like, she obviously did some kind of work. She, you, you could, she could move. She can dance. She she won yeah. she's won championships in OVW and tried and true. Yep. Well, there you go. Yep, she can I sing, she like can dance. After all. all, this is France. There you go. <laughs> I did, I did like her she... moonsault. She climbs at the top. It's like, oh hell no, this is way too tall. And climbs I back did down. Learn, 
I did learn something that she's uh, the youngest uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, though. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that, which was weird, because normally I don't know anything, but I did know that about her, because I um, used to be, or still am, I was a fan of hers as well, because she was menagerie in Impact, weren't she? So, yeah. Yep, liked her. And she was also um, the doll, one of the dolls as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, she was also trained by Rip Rogers. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Big Swole got the win and and won her match against Britt Baker when Britt Baker is healed and well, which I'm guessing is going to be um, when's the next pay per view? All Out. Is yeah. September. Yeah, that's going to be September. plenty of time. Yeah, she. That's when she announced that a couple of weeks ago. That's when she's going to be back in action. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, oh well, before we got to the NXT main event, there was a uh, an women's match between Tegan Knox and Indy Hartwell, and for some reason, this is when they chose to bring on Pat McAfee. Just yeah, <laughs> this was kind of weird. Why? Why is he commentating on this match? But anyway. <laughs> Uh, Tegan Knox obviously gets the win and then we move on to the main events both of which were championship matches tag team titles on NXT and the world title on Dynamite and honestly I didn't know which one to look at this is this was the first time I've had an issue with watching both shows like side by side because I was fully in, endorsed in both of them um, every, yeah. every time I looked at one half of well one screen there was something going on on the other screen yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darby comes out wearing a, a Moxley mask. Obviously, he's got one eye hole cut out, so we can see where he's going. Um, mm-hmm. Very again, another brutal shot to the mouth. Very quickly in the match, Darby's bleeding from the mouth. He just like punched him for real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody got punched or slapped for real, or elbowed. Like, what happened to this? Like, what happened to pulling punches, man? Jesus Christ. I mean. Darby was taking some pretty stiff bumps throughout the whole match. There was a nasty one on the on the apron as well. Oh yeah, um, this was brutal. But it didn't stop him from obviously continuing to use his body as a weapon because that's what Darby does. And it does. Man, well. I could have sworn. I could have sworn after uh, the MJF knocked uh, Mox out with the title belt, and he hit that coffin drop. Yeah, I could have sworn he was actually going to win. Yeah. They actually fooled me. Uh, that was a very nice... It, well, it wasn't a swerve because it wasn't what we thought was going to happen, which is... what a, It was a double swerve. Let's just call it that. Um, yeah, very, very well done. And, of course, that's where Mark starts bleeding because he got smashed in the face with a belt. Um, mm-hmm. However... Darby goes on a frantic attack. Well, I mean, after that coffin drop, he got a 2.95 on the count. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mox fights back, which very much upsets MJF backstage. So, obviously, he wanted Darby to win because he thought it would be an easier way to win the championship. Mm-hmm. It was a smart move, but it didn't work out. Nope. Because Mox is a crazy zombie. Mo- Mox is killing it as well, champ. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, So it was about halfway through both of these matches where Cole seemed to realize that Pat McAfee was there. It was like the first half of the match, he didn't have a clue. 
Well, no, it, okay, it wasn't that all of a sudden it's Cole, like, turn, he, all night long he's, like, looking at him, and then he goes back to the match, and he looks at him, and he goes back to the match. And eventually he gets tired, he's like, you know, I can fucking hear you, right? <laughs> and Pat's like, well, what do you mean? He's just like, I can hear you still talking shit. He's like, um, it's all jokes, man, I thought we were good. And he's like, I'm not telling you. He's like, I'm not asking, I'm telling you, chill out. And I'm like, oh, they're going to fight. Yeah, Pat. Pa- you could tell, so he said no, chill out, and it was like, nope, so it's going to happen, and it did. <laughs> yeah, Pat dropped the uh, the Will Farrell line. He's an angry little elf. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, angry little elf. Like, um, <laughs> so, so we had two shows, both dropping uh, Will Farrell references. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was it Will Farrell? No, Will Farrell's comedy. That's why. Damn it. <laughs> Was it Will Ferrell day yesterday? None of us knew about. No, please no, God, no. Really. I don't know. I kind of stopped paying attention yeah. after Holmes and Watson. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, but they did a great job of, you know, making it look legit. Obviously, all the referees come down, and mm-hmm. even Triple H and Shawn Michaels come down to break it up. That part was great. Triple H, um, I love it. They... Oh. It's funny because Pat gets like five feet to the door, decides, oh, I'm going to turn around, and talk some more shit. Yeah. So. Goes back right back to him, and he just as calmly as could be, and the entire place goes fucking quiet for him. Yes, he's just like you know, one thing is never gonna change. He's like, you're always gonna be a short little bitch, and I'm like, ah, I fucking popped huge, tiny itty bitty bitch. Of course, that was the greatest. But then the what even topped that afterwards was fucking Adam Cole's reaction, legit diving at him like a fucking crazed madman. They're holding him in the air. And then Pat comes up and does what he's famous for, punts him right in the face. Wow. And he sells it like he's dead. You say he punted him yeah. in the face. But it, obviously, you know, <laughs> Pat's not that guy. He probably kicked he him kicked in the chest. He kicked shit out of that table. Did yeah, he, he fucking did. He fucking... Well. <laughs> I saw the table move. I was like, oh, he, it, oh, he hit the table. The worst thing about it was the camera angle because, like, the camera mm-hmm. was behind him. Right up until the moment he kicked the table, and then for help. some reason, Road Dog cuts to the camera in front to clearly show his foot bouncing off the table. Like a dumb shit. Because Road Dog. But. Um, because but, but yeah, I mean, Adam, Adam Cole sold it like he'd just been shot. It was great. The, he looked dead, dead. The, the strange thing is, they apparently are trying to make Pat McAfee the heel and Adam Cole the face. I've been saying that. I swear to God, I wrote that down, and I said that in my review. I said, is it me, or do I feel like Undisputed Era is going face? It was pretty much confirmed when Triple H, the way he reacted, and just, he was so angry with Pat McAfee. Well, yeah. <laughs> you just kicked my I guy. Loved, I, I loved this whole thing. I fucking loved it. I can't wait. Now, everybody's curious, is Pat going to do anything? Again, I've made the joke. I didn't make it. It wasn't a joke. It's a legit story. He built he in the middle of the night. They were probably drunk. He bought a, an eighteen by eighteen ring. He he hired a wrestler to help him put it together. They bumped around for a few hours, and now he thinks he can wrestle. Well, if he shows up on Raw, and that's great. <laughs> that's hey, you know what? If he shows up on Raw, that's called ratings, baby. Yeah. And trust me, they can use them. Uh, Hell, they can use anything for a fucking boost. I mean, I I was one of the first people to kind of Somebody call, Eric call out that segment like yes yeah, obviously it's definitely a work uh, it doesn't mean it was bad though oh yeah no it was good like i said i really really liked it 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 from a guy like i said that it's 
always watching wrestling, but always watching, you know, Pat at the same time. When the whole thing went down at his show, it felt like a shoot. Yeah. And then you bring it here, you know it's a work, but it played out really well, minus the camera work. And, yeah. Well, you know why it was dodgy camera work? Because Triple H and Shawn Michaels weren't there to watch Road Dog. They left him alone at the control panel. (laughs) I was going to say, somebody left him alone, and he was like, um, uh, 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 this one. Go to camera 10, go to camera 10. There is no camera 10, shit, (laughs) eight. Oh, it's upside down, it's camera 01. Oh, oh. That bothered me about the whole ordeal was like they did all that during the match. Like the match was still freaking going. Yeah. So while this whole thing was going on with Cole and McAfee, that's when Imperium get the win. Oh, it distracts everybody, including the ref. He's even looking. I mean, even Kyle O'Reilly jumped off the apron, and that's just left Fish alone. Yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the Rockers when Shawn Michaels would get distracted by a lady at ringside. Speaking Is of the really? Rockers, somebody needs yes. to look in on Marty Janetti. Like, yeah. seriously. He. There's, there's fucked up. I don't understand how you Gennetti. do that. I don't, I don't understand. How many chair shots does this guy fucking take? Or is it just all the drugs? Uh, yeah, it's probably heavy amounts of coke and heavy chair shots. I was going to say it's the latter. Gotcha. There's, de- there's definitely some coke involved. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, probably still to this day. It's it's like watching a train wreck in slow motion when Marty logs on to social media. Yeah, who gives this guy access to this shit? Take his phone take his... away. Take his social Thank media you. away. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Because it's like, Jesus, like, dude, what are you doing? And then he, he I don't want to say what he, what he posted because I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But if that's what you're going to fucking post, like, you need to go get some help, dude. Seriously. Yeah, we'll... And I'm saying that as a guy that watched you, bro. Go get you some help. I think I saw. Didn't he write a sign on Twitter that was bad? Well, on, on Facebook. He, I yeah. think it was on Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Sorry, that was it. Yeah, I did see it then. I was like, yeah. "Are you just kidding me?" Like, I just looked and said, "So, I actually, sat there guy, just shut the fuck up." That probably would be easier. Hey, if if it, if he said to take all of his social media away, if it wasn't so yeah, seriously worrying, I would I would say Mike Janetti in a you know reality show would be gold, but. Let, let's not go Put him there. In big... <laughs> no, that's not true. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> um, Promo Slam 2020 is now just two weeks away. We're going deep on August 20th with the full team and both champions for the first time since Trivia Takeover. Either Ted P. De Nero or Moses Marquez will challenge the Demon S for the Promo Championship. We will have our answer on Monday after this week's King of the Mike final. Yeah, not Marquette. Not Marquette. <laughs> but um, Moses may have to play double duty. Um, because, again, because he's also definitely challenging for the Knowledge Championship uh, against Kenny oh, Killer yeah, and the Phoenix. Stops. Yeah, Knowledge Championship is ongoing continuously forever. Um, but that's not all. We also have... It's knowledge is power. According to Mike Larkin. 
we, we also have a promo exhibition between the undefeated Pretty Savage and the Clown Prince of Heel Team 6, Rob Chef. But wait, there's more. The Shape rises again, this time to do battle with Travis Walker Anderson in another promo exhibition. And just to get that engine revving, the head promo judges Mike Larkin and Daniel Crimmins face off on the pre-launch show on August 17th. For more information, as always, go to Promo Slam. Uh, sorry, go to MassWrestlingUK.Weebly.com for more information on Promo Slam. And ding, ding, ding! I'm doing the bell myself. The bell is rung. And it's time for us to bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Castbox. Castbox. And I forgot to mention Google Play and iHeartRadio. Um, if that wasn't Wrestling. enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thanks to Andre Corbiel. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two. You can find Travis at Walker underscore TA ninety two. Twitch no longer makes your dick itch. It's home to El Jefe. That's right. You can check us out on there. We got games going on on Saturday. Um, the latest episode of Untitled AEW NXT Review Show dropped uh, late Tuesday. So if you didn't catch AEW NXT last night, shame on you. But you can use that as a recap prior to watching them. Um, retro, I made a note in that show that it Retro was supposed to drop. It hasn't yet. I know. Panic hasn't sued. Don't worry. It's supposed to either. If it does not drop tonight, it will drop Friday. And if it ends up dropping Friday, expect a new episode of Retro, which is the Hogwild Review, early Sunday as a reward for me slacking. (laughs) All right. Um, Oh, and speaking of rewards, um, sorry, we'll get to Demon S in a second. I almost forgot to make this one. Um, There was going to be a big announcement on Post to Post. Obviously, that couldn't happen, but we do have a bit of announcement to make up for it. Um, the Maxi this year will be its own separate show. So it's not going to be on a Thursday. It's going to be on a weekend, probably. Um, and not only will you be voting for the best and worst of 2020 in wrestling, you will also be voting for the person who challenges the promo champion, the person who challenges the knowledge champion, and the person to face the shape in a promo exhibition. Ooh. Interesting. And finally, it's always nerve-wracking to be in the presence of our promo champion, the Demoness. Boo. Apart from Travis. yourself, Travis. You know I'll bury you again. You can try. I did try, and I won, and you know it, so stop talking. You're the one that fucked up and let me out. Uh, I didn't fuck up. There's a reason I let you out, my mortal. <laughs> There's always a reason why you go. Mm, really, we shall see, my sweet. We shall see. But I buried you once. I will bury you again. Prove but it. it's not you. I have to deal with first, though, is it, my sweet? Moses Marquez. Good luck. Not Gracias. Me, but good luck. But I will see you in the darkness again. In due time. We shall see. But as for you, Travis, I will silence you, so shut up. I'll think about it. (laughs) Who needs Adam Cole and Pat McAfee? I was just going to say, I was like, this is way better. (laughs) But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, like, Trav kind of sounds like my my three-year-old. He just, every time you tell him to shut up, you can say shut up right back. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, that's Shut the up. best part about doing this is because the demon ass wants to be all big and bad, but she's talking to me live on the air, and I know I can break her. <laughs> you can definitely try, my sweet, but no one ever breaks us. And I am big and bad, so you'll do well to remember that. Oh, we remember. And if anybody's brave enough, <laughs> where is the demoness on social media? The demoness is at Nicola McDonald, Dave Smith on Facebook, and on Twitter it is the demoness eight five three. If you want to follow us and watch what we do to these mortals, <laughs> be brave, people. Be brave. Um, next week is the last episode before Promo Slam. We're taking a little breather following King and the Mike. And for the attention of the promo order, exhibition season has officially begun. From now until opening day of the Promo Bowl, you can call anybody out for a promo exhibition. There will be no winner or loser, but it's a chance to work with whoever you want, so let's see what you've got. Stay tuned for the King of the Mike result on Monday, and that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Bye. Adios. <laughs>